Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everybody, it's time for another one of our Blue Room Extra previews. Here is a clip coming up from Subscribers Weekly, myself, Mick Greenall, and Adam Jones on the show this week. Of course, we spoke about the 10-point deduction, what it means, why it's happened, and what's going to come next against Manchester United. If you'd like to listen to this show in full, the link is in the description wherever you listen to this. Or you can join us over on patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. Works out about a pound a week. Loads going on at the moment with the deduction and a busy period of football coming up. So it's a great time to get involved. It's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. The link is in the description. Hopefully you enjoy this segment and hopefully we'll see you over on the Blue Room Extra. Like my main frustrations are like what Mick alluded to there. Like the fact that they they made a point, like the independent commission report, like makes a point to say that the Premier League came to them with like a frame, like a, an apparent framework that they were working on, but it, it came up midway through the case or something like that, which would have given Everton a 10 point deduction if it was followed. And then they made a distinct point to say, well, no, we dismissed that outright because obviously you can't bring in a framework while we're in the middle of these discussions. And then they followed the framework by the letter, it's, it seems, to just give us a 10 points and then not really explain why it's 10 points at the end. And then, like, you do get to some of those mitigating circumstances and, you know, notwithstanding, like, the the weird decisions over, like, we should have been preparing for a war in Ukraine or a global pandemic, whatever. But, like, kind them kind of disregarding that we did lose money in terms of player trading over the course of the pandemic as well sort of really interesting thread on twitter today about this about you know where we were selling our players because like it was brought up in that in the commission at some point that everton were making the majority of their sales to other premier league teams which just wasn't the case when you look back at it like we were we were selling the majority of our players overseas and we didn't get to do any of that during the pandemic and it started up again straight after the pandemic. So by that logic, Everton surely have a, a case a case to be made there. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. I just don't think Everton made the case for themselves well enough, whether they stretched themselves a little bit too thinly. You know, I think they made arguments over six mitigating factors, didn't they? Maybe if they'd have just focused on three of them and done them really strongly, maybe it would have been a little bit different. But... Even then, the cynical side of me is going, well, no, because the commission has just followed this weird sort of framework that the Premier League like half half set up 
anyway. Yeah, we, and that and that was that was briefed as well, wasn't it? But like the twelve points before the actual hearing started, which in itself is, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily compromise it. But you know, it, it you know, and this isn't a court of law, but in a court of law, that would be sort of grounds for a mistrial, wouldn't it? And immediately, that that, that kind of information. Oh yeah, and it, kind of in a court of law, it's like the prosecution setting the punishment essentially, yeah. which is which is absolutely, you know, not not on and you know as you say and it's not a court of law so maybe like the same the same rules don't apply but you know it it, it does just feel very wrong to see like because it wasn't just that that was getting briefed like it, there was there was a lot of stuff then it, it all seemed to be getting briefed from the premier league side as well i can't really i don't remember much of Everton's side of things getting briefed other than the club feel confident that you know the that they've been compliant until obviously they admitted they weren't compliant. So maybe that maybe that wasn't wasn't the best uh, wasn't the best line to pedal. But yeah, it, it like I think the whole thing just amalgamates itself into one big frustration, doesn't it? And you know that's what you've seen over the course of you know on over the course of the last few days on social media. You've been seeing so many Evertonians, and quite rightly so, I think, looking back at you know cases. You know, well, potential cases for uh, other teams that could be upcoming. We don't know whether they're going to be. Uh, they've looked back at, you know, like the Super League Six and you know other cases that have that have transpired in the past with uh, with other teams in the Premier League, and it just it it all just feels very disproportionate. So, you know, I, I like I sort of understand you know, the Premier League wanted to make an example of Everton because they. Don't want an independent regulator and all this shenanigans, but they've kind of created the monster for themselves here because Evertonians aren't going to forget about this soon. You know, I'm sure we're going to come on to what's going to happen on Sunday with the protests, but you know, seeing the 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 amount of work that's already going into these protests, this isn't going to go away quickly for the Premier League. And you know, it just you know we've we've seen members of Parliament writing letters to the Premier League as well already as well. So, you know, it it just seems to have backfired on them. And, you know, fingers crossed it continues to backfire on them. But, yeah, like, it, every, every bit of it just sits as a as a frustration with me. You know, I, I am I am quite frustrated with, you know, Farhad Mashiri and, you know, the former directors of the club who took us into this position. I'm frustrated there, but... I think yeah, the majority the majority of my frustration does now lie with the commission and the Premier League because yeah, I, I I'm quite like Mick, you know, I've I've accepted that Everton need a punishment, but just not one like that. I think um, just going on from from what Adam said there, especially because I I thought the same initially. I think reading the report, it's almost like I'm not sure Everton have actually argued their case as um, strongly as they could have done. Um, obviously, I suppose, I think, in terms of the evidence, we'll, we'll never know, I assume. Um, and I think probably I was doing a disservice to them because I think you you look at who was uh, actually representing the club and they obviously seem you know, very well-respected in, in those circles. So I'm sure in terms of the the effort, I suppose, it was, they'd done as, done as much as they could do and I'm sure they will do when it comes to the appeal. But I think my underlying feeling through it all is that, and I kind of said this at the start and that, because it went to a commission, it was almost like Everton were always going to be punished anyway. Um, but I just don't think, having read the report, I just don't believe Everton stood a chance. Just, you know, the way it was almost um, 
the way the the way I suppose language is used and 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 the way it's almost set up at the end, it's like everything was almost and obviously it, it is going to be done this way because everything are you know in the wrong here, so obviously it is going to be you know forced against them. But it's almost like anything that Everton argued or, or tried to argue was undermined completely by by the Premier League. And even when it wasn't, um, it concluded with that the, the fact that the independent commission could pretty much decide and do whatever they wanted at the end of it. So it's almost like, you know, I've read 40, 41 pages here of, of, of evidence and mitigating factors and arguments from both sides. And it pretty much, you know, decides on the fact that £90 million is determined as a sport and advantage therefore everything deserve a punishment and therefore we decide it's 10 points end and i feel like you know that's that is the top and bottom of it and i feel like because that's the case it's almost like what what how how do you oppose that and it's why i'm not particularly confident with uh with the appeal process or it being reduced because ultimately it does feel like the the independent commission because they didn't um you know i suppose bind with the framework that the premier league offered they were given free reign to do whatever they wanted. They did whatever they wanted. And I just don't know how you appeal that. Um, and I think also, you know, it obviously came to, to light last night or this morning, I think it was, in with, with, with Paddy's um, article in The Athletic about how um, it's not, how this, well, how the um, the sanction policy that they put forward in August, despite it not being used, will only ever, was only ever intended to be used for this case and, and was never, you know, I suppose the intention to, to use it again was, I suppose, was never in mind. And you know, doing further research onto this was because that's because for it to be, I suppose, an agreed sanction for all Premier League clubs. And I think obviously the cynical side of us are all going if this is put to place as a, you know, a full sanction for any other Premier League club that that goes into you know the same situation as Everton. Then it's how do you proportion that against Manchester City and Chelsea if they're you know charged in the future for what seem to be more serious allegations? But it's also the fact that I think the Premier League know if they put forward that policy um, for it to be in the Premier League handbook and therefore to be in like an official framework to be used, it's got to be voted in. The only people who can vote it in are the Premier League clubs, and Premier League clubs aren't going to be voting for that because they know. And I think a lot of people know, and you know, well-respected journalists have have hinted at the same that. Um, Clubs are quiet at the moment because they're worried that the same thing that's happening to Everton right now might happen to them in the future. And I think when you you kind of um, you know deep it down to, to that level that the Premier League have put forward a policy that isn't almost an official policy because they know football clubs aren't going to accept it. You can't help but feel that Everton are being punished here because they're the first up because they're being made to you know a precedent needs to be set, and it's. I suppose it's the opportunity to, to, to punish a football club who, on the grand scheme of things, aren't you know on the same size or same I suppose pedigree as the other clubs who are being investigated at the moment, but are big enough for other football clubs to take notice. And I just don't know. I just don't see how that can be allowed. Um, why should we suffer because um, you know other because that because basically it's being you know it's acting in, as a deterrent for for, for nineteen million pounds and. And stuff like that just makes me lose my head, to be honest. Do, do you know what? Like, I, I, that's such a good point. Like, and I, I, it sort of feels like this is the umani ass diving thing, but on like a much bigger scale, all over again. In the sense, like, like if 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 I, if I had any confidence, and I was sitting here that this was like right, this is this is all being done because we we genuinely care about clubs like going out of business. Like, we don't want to see 
another Berry situation, or we don't want to see you know countless other examples of clubs that have been hit with financial ruin, tumbled down the divisions, ended up not existing. Like if that if that was the thing, yeah, that's fine. And if we see going forward, like you said there, Mick, something implemented that meant that right. If you break this rule by this much, this is the punishment you're getting. And that's sort of set in stone. It, it goes in the handbook, then then great. But it sort of feels like this is going to happen in, in a vacuum again. Like, and, and, you know, the specter of the independent regulator, as you said, Adam, is, is massive here. I think it's it's either one last go of them saying, look, we can we can govern our, ourselves in an appropriate way and, and be tough on our, our members because, you know, look, look at this 10-point deduction before the independent regulator comes in, or they still think they've got hope of avoiding that and they're trying to show it in that way as well. Um, I, I don't think for, for, for any second that this is going to be a, a tough Preston set um, at all. And it, it sort of feels like, like I said, like when we had that Nias yellow card, um, no, it wasn't the yellow card, was it? When we had that Nias ban for, for simulation, I think there was, was one other player, Lanzini, that, that it happened to after that. And there wasn't another example again. Um, and, and that's why I sort of feel as though this stinks a little bit. Um, don't get me wrong, I I am annoyed at Everton as well. Um, you know, I think reading through that rep- that report, it just sort of brought to life all the things we've thought about Everton under Mashiri and the way in which they're running and some of the you know slapdash decisions that that have been made. You know, it it, it marries up perfectly, doesn't it, with that vision you've, you've got of Everton since since he come in. Um, but to be sat here with. The worst, the worst ever thing a Premier League club's done. Ten points, worse than administration. You know, think, think about what administration does to a football club. You know, people lose the jobs. You know, it has a massive impact on on the players. It has a massive impact on the fans. It has a massive impact on on communities and businesses in those communities as well. You know, is, is this worse than that? You know, can you even arbitrarily pick out ten points? When you've got that as a benchmark, you've got nine points there as a benchmark of administration. How, how do you look at this and go, well, this is worse? Because it's it's not, is it? it it's not. Um, and listen, I'm, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the appeal. I don't know whether it's going to be um, reduced or not, but um, hopefully it is. But it's just it's just horrible to be going through. Like it, it's as as football fans and people who you know you know all of us have got interest in football media. We also like going the game. Stuff after they all see each other after the match and have a pint and stuff. This is just the worst thing to be talking about, isn't it? You don't want to be talking about regulations in a book or profit margins or or interest or stuff like that. You want to be talking about who who was great and who was rubbish at the weekend. And it's uh, with that in mind, I hope it's sorted very very quickly. Sports Social Podcast Network.